0: Hello and welcome to just another Liverpool podcast with me your host Stuart Jones and co-host Matt Wood. Uh, We discuss about how Liverpool have performed in their latest Premier League fixture, giving our views and opinions, reviewing how other results went in that game week, also a quick review on Liverpool's next fixture in the league and we usually finish on our fantasy football scores but this time we'll actually... Add in uh, some transfer news, which has just come out today. Exclusive,
1: um, hot off the press,
0: <laughs> groundbreaking podcast. Now, on Sunday, Liverpool came out victors at Anfield with two quick-fire goals from Fabino and Salah in the first half, and then Mane adding, his second, uh, well, adding a third in the second half, resulting in a 3-1 win. Uh, we actually watched the game together for the first time this season. Uh, Romantic. Matt- well, there were more than two. Bit of a group session. Uh, Matty, Matty being a very gracious host, getting their two beers and a packet of crisps out of him. Not bad. Um, yeah, watched it in company with our friends and what a way to spend a Sunday afternoon watching your club triumph over your closest rivals and, you know, nine points clear of City going into the international break. Um yeah, take it away, Matty.
1: That's it now. We won the league, have not we? Happy days. Just, uh put the uh, put the time off work for the parade. <laughs> Get that in now. No, it's all, it's all done. Too early. End Too the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no need for any more. It's all been done. Let's go home. Let's just all save a bit of time. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't agree. I can't agree with you there. No. No. Um. I'm just a bit chuffed that I said on the last pod. The good thing about doing the podcast is um you actually have stuff on record about saying what the result would be. And I did oh, I did goodness. predict three one. Yes, I'm gonna claim that. Predicted the three one result. I was always confident like we would wi- we would win the game. I thought the Anfield factor would be massive. We've got a hoodoo over them. I did do the old fact check as well on the the last time City had won at Anfield. Do you remember we were talking about it on the last podcast?
0: Did you actually look that up yourself? Because on that day when you told me, the next mm. day it was all coming up on like Sky Sports News about it, and I thought, is he is he just?
1: Yeah, I'm the insider for Sky Sports. You see, no, just you just feed them, you just didn't feed, get it off. feed them stats. Yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah, th- that all plays a part. I uh, I think into it as well that the. the they know it's a daunting game for them, and like the atmosphere was intense. The crowds on top of them, Um I, I think we've just we've just got that uh, that edge over them. Like especially uh, Anfield, really. So well, Klopp's got the edge, hasn't he? Really, over Guardiola. Yeah, like Guardiola's record. Um, obviously, Anfield is just not. Is he? I think he's only got the one draw. Which was last season when the game they should have actually gone on to win, but um yeah, it just it's i I was always like I say I was always confident going into the into the game and as as good as they you know did play in spells, and I think that was that was quite kind of widely documented how well they did playing at at times in the game um we were just absolutely ruthless, and yeah. you never felt that. Even when City got the goal back towards the end, um, you never felt that we were really gonna capitulate or anything like that. It wasn't like um if you remember a couple of seasons ago when the four three at Anfield, uh when we were four one up and we shipped a couple of late goals and Carrius was in goal I think at the time, but um th- th- there's obviously a lot more solidity there now. Um and and yeah, I think the uh, even somebody like like Lovren who came came in and, and and did a great job. Um, uh, was was really solid. Um, they did obviously have their their chances in the game, but I thought it was it was thoroughly deserved. Um, some of the football and um, that we that we played, I think, uh, in the the second half of the first half, especially was uh, was fantastic, and I think fully fully merited uh three points really i know a lot of a lot of the uh discussion has been around the, the first goal that's probably the big yeah. talking point from this game um it's a big which 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 that which, which, which i've i've got my own kind of view on it but what did you think about the the first goal because obviously it's decisive um as is you know in any game the first goal is pretty crucial yeah. but in, in such a, a significant fixture um that was quite um, it was built up to be a, a real um uh, key to key to the game. So, what did,
0: what did you think about that? It's always hard, isn't it? Because you know you're watching it as a Liverpool fan. Yeah. So you know you you're always on the side of your team. Yeah. But you got to try and step back a bit, and um, you know you look you look at it after the game, and you analyze it, and uh, you do feel that. It's one of them where when they show it on the replay and they really slow it down, it does make it look a lot more obvious handball. But when you speed up play real time, and the whole thing of like oh his hands in an unnatural position, but come on, when you're like you're playing football and you you know you're moving about, your legs are moving, your arms are moving, and then you know as he's moving, his arms moving, and the balls just come across.
1: You don't play football with your arm, exactly. your arms glued to your side, do you? No,
0: you, um, you just you just don't. And there's a big what, argument where oh, it hit Bernardo's hand first, as well.
1: Yeah, with you know,
0: it's a real tough one.
1: I I I can't work it out for the life of me why this has been such a, a, a huge kind of talk the main talking point from the game and why so many people on TV, on social media and things like that, so many people seem to be of the viewpoint that it should have been a penalty, which I just cannot... I, I can't it's get not an obvious ra- penalty. I can't get my head around it at all. I, and I, obviously we are Liverpool fans, we always caveat and say, you know, maybe we are have, have a degree of bias in our opinions, but I think that... I, I think I am pretty objective at times, you know. I've, um. When when things should go against us, I, I think I'm fair enough to to say that. But in this instance, there was a, a few things that, that that really stood out for me. Firstly, is it not the case that it should be clear and obvious in order to? That's the point it? So the whole the whole it, yeah. fact that it's it's being discussed as to is it natural unnatural position, uh, that already demonstrates that there's a huge grey area there so it's not an an obvious uh clear and obvious decision uh from from that uh perspective. Secondly, I just I can't understand how one of their players can wave their hand at the ball, it then ricochets onto Alexander Arnold's arm, and somehow that's a penalty for them. How on earth can that be the case? And I know there's there has been talk about the the exact rules if you can't the fact you can't gain attacking advantage or you can't score a goal certainly from when an attacking player handles the ball in the build up yeah so i think that was definitely a factor as well but the, the pure logic of that of that going on from the attacking player's hand onto a defensive playing player's hand doesn't make any sense to me and then also i actually think his hands in a natural position yeah, I do. That that, that that is the biggest thing that people have said about that incident where they've claimed that his hand his hand's out, but it, he was it's ru- he not, was running,
0: he was following Aguero's run, and as he's running to go with him, as Silver's hit the ball across, yeah. his hand's just been, unfortunately, just been out by the side. Because yeah. c- he's trying he's Aguero's kind of stopped, and so Arnold's followed his tracked his run and then stopped as well. At that time, his arm was out i think i agree- i agree with you and I, I think like the pundits and everybody now it really like taking the taking it away from actually the all round performance of liverpool
1: yeah
0: are we you know our city were that good, but we still come out I'd, free. Well. i i didn't
1: think his i didn't think his 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 arm was out with so there are many instances and many examples that you can compare these type of things to in other games, but one that I've just kind of popped into my head there. I don't know if you'll get this reference, but Tottenham played Everton the other week, and Deli Ali threw his arm up for a corner.
0: Oh, that one! And
1: it hit his hand, and nothing was given. Yeah, and that is far. That was an example of something being far more unnatural in the sense he's gone up and he's flung his hand in the air above his head.
0: Uh, yeah, I can kind of see and that.
1: and that wasn't given. And it's like, oh, then how would you then give a decision like that where his hand is to his side? It's a little bit away from his body, but that's only because he's balancing out the... Him coming to... You know, he's... Uh, he's coming to a halt, his not he? So he's balancing out his body, yep. like, on the turn... There's just so many like minute kind of factors to this where you just think. Well, here's another
0: one. No Michael... way could
1: that have been given. It is not. It is not clear enough. Well, I'm sure um, Michael Oliver.
0: He was about. You know,
1: he was. I think he was. He wasn't that far behind the play. I think he was about
0: five yeah, yards behind yeah. or something. He didn't give it. He let the play go on. You know, he he could have blown the whistle and then gone gone yeah. to VAR to see if he was right or right yeah. but well, he
1: he let the play go on so that shows you that he didn't if, think with, it was Penna with penalty decisions if there's any element of doubt you, you can't give it can you exactly yeah. and for me that incident is a prime example where there is clear element of doubt so I, I really don't then, understand why there's been so much fuss about the fact that that is a controversial yeah. and, after that, and, after and it after takes that, away from an absolutely yeah. unbelievable strike from and we can agree Viva. there,
0: can't we and I think like after that like Guardiola in Man City were just claiming for everything. Mm. You know like that one in the second half where it hit Arnold's mm. hand again.
1: They were really yeah, claiming yeah. for that one again. And I that, that was I, I have to well, say, I do think you know, I'm a big admirer of, of Guardiola, but I do think we you can tell we've got to him. The way, the way he um he remonstrates on the on the sidelines he is a and the, what he was trying to do in the build up as well, talking about yeah. money, trying to Perfect. trying to impact the referee. He's doing things that are not normally associated to him. He's 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 acting like differently. He's acting and, like and, Mourinho. The tactics he was doing are
0: like Mourinho's. Yeah. You like
1: before. in during a, the game. Yeah, a bit below the belt.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah definitely.
1: Yeah. What about um. Fabinho strike. Then did you see that coming? Because I said I said to you in the mat, uh, during the game, I I can't really recall him even having too many cracks from outside. That even attempting a shot, really, in in many games, just uh, uh, yeah, from that, absolutely nowhere.
0: Not this season, he hasn't. What a strike that was! Oh. I
1: didn't. I just did not realize he had he had that in his locker.
0: Yeah, obviously, like you know, bit of sweet. Like obviously the penalty. Decision didn't go their way, and then we just go up the other end, and Fabinho just.
1: And what? What's that ball into the again? Net. We're, we're getting bogged down by VAR debate, but what an unbelievable strike! And you have that elation for a few seconds, but then it you then have you hit then up. <coughs> I lose, my, lose my voice. Um, I was getting a bit it too, was good, I was too elated coach. there. <laughs> um, you have that moment of elation, but then you have to temper it because. Mm. It's like you realise that the VAR is being looked at, and then you have this moment of oh no, it's not going to be, it's not, it's not going to be allowed, and that does take away from the feeling of scoring a goal again, which is even for the second goal as well. I felt like that happened, we scored, and then when you see the first replay, you're like oh no, it's a little bit tighter, yeah, and it does just take away from from that. Well, you know the whole thing with VR,
0: I know we've like talked about it before, but just like a quick kind of like few questions I could ask you, like, well, kind of like what, what, how could we change it? How could we improve it? Obviously, for some reason in England we don't use like the referee to go to the screen, which is on the side of the pitch, mm. whereas in Europe and I think around you know the rest of the world in the US and that they. The referee can go to the side of the pitch to make the ultimate decision. Yeah, you know, th- do we have to bring that in? Uh, should there be a time limit on like sort of VAR referee looking at it? Like you know, you know, we're getting instances where it's lasting three, four minutes, which mm. is way too long. What do you think? Uh, I don't know what the answer is. Even like, important challenges, like I mentioned this yesterday, to you know about like where tennis have they have so many challenges. Yeah. Should we introduce
1: that? Do you know what? At the start of the season, when they weren't overturning anything, at least you knew where you stood. At <laughs> at least you knew where you stood, didn't you? Like it was, like you could, you knew that like it was gonna take something extreme for them to change the decision, unless it was an offside, of course. But now I'm just confused by it. Like they're changing some things, but not others. And. It's if, like the uh, media still... goal,
0: wasn't it, against Aston Villa? You know, like that offside. And we're like, what are we talking here? We're, like, we're talking millimetres here. Is that too much? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if they can't decide off that first viewing, second viewing, you know, it should be, you know, giving it towards the attacking team, you know, benefit of the doubt, where, you know, you're having to look at it three, four, five times. Yeah. Come on. It, that, it's just
1: getting ridiculous. I think it's... It's going to rumble on, isn't it? Unfortunately, it feels like every podcast that we do, we're talking about VAR. Like we've just beat Man City, biggest game of the season, and it's it's almost yeah, like talking oh, point. we're talking about VAR again. Well, is... yeah,
0: let's jump on like Fabinho's performance. Like I said last week I had a feeling that it was yeah. going to be his game, yeah. and it turned you're out it was. Cre- you're credit oh, for Oh, definitely, it, yeah, if you're claiming I the think score. I'm claiming the scores. The... Did you put a bet on yeah, did, there's your answer. I didn't know. And like for being his test was to keep De Bruyne quiet. And if you like really look, yeah, you know you think back to the match and you think De Bruyne, wow, how quiet was he? You know he's like Man City's most influential player in most yeah. games, and he was. I really thought good you were quiet. gonna say
1: he's Man City's Trent then. No, <laughs> he's no. Man City's version of Trent Alexander-Arnold. No. But yeah, yeah he, I just yeah, he's just yeah. he's just a monster in that position now, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, no one's gonna pro- probably. Him. Sorry. Anderson. Best, best in the best in the league. Kante maybe, but he tends to play yeah, a little bit different now. A little bit more forward. Player? than for but yeah, especially to. when he's uh, you know, rattling in a goal like that as well. It just adds another dimension to his game that he didn't necessarily think that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's decept- He's deceptively creative as well because he's got that that stature about him where he is. He's a little bit languid. He comes across... I don't know, maybe it's a bit harsh, but when he when he first started playing for us, he came across a little bit awkward, I thought. But now seeing him on the ball and how composed he is and, and the you know, he can you know, pick a pass as well and, and things like that. Yeah, it's like say It took him a, a bit
0: like a settling in period, but now yeah, it's settled.
1: Wow. The way, you know, I think there was a, there was a lot of... Uh, Klopp took a... Uh, you know quite a bit of criticism over not integrating him straight away, but if you look at you know how he's flourished now, I think that's that's proved to to be uh, you know the the right decision, um, and then obviously allowing Henderson to 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 move further forward as well, and, and he's he's shown as well uh, what he can contribute um, further up the pitch as well with the oh, yeah. with not the third goal, goal. Yeah. unbelievable uh, cross for. For money, um, and I did think as well. Just moving on to Henderson, that it showed his importance in the game. That I, I felt when when Milner came on, we did lose our way a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, we lost that that protection that he was giving Trent uh, on the right side with Sterling, who was who was quite dangerous for them. I thought, even though you know Trent, um, certainly gave as good as he got, um. But yeah, we we lost. I think a bit of his energy, a bit of his protection, that that assurance in midfield. Um, like I think again, there were shouts before this game for Oxley Chamberlain to play, but again, in a big game scenario, uh, he, he does. For me, anyway, he just he he shows how how underappreciated. Uh, yeah. Who else? He else is out really. For him? I thought the two for I think every you know I think everyone uh, to a point stood out. I thought. Particular again that the two fullbacks were super trends again. Like the last few games, he's just gone up to another level. We were saying after the Villa game for, yeah, he was sensational in, in that. And the the way that they're able to switch out the play now and move the opposition around with these crossfield passes is just I don't, I can't think of another team that I've ever watched who've used that tactic so. Effectively switching the ball from one side to the other, and, and it just the yeah. the opposition just has to then shuffle over, and it just creates that little bit of space. Yeah. Well, the evidence there, the, the, was wasn't it the, the second goal. goal? Yeah. Was you know everything? Perfect example. Yeah, right? a perfect example of Trent switching out the play out the play on his on his left foot swinger. Oh, to Robertson, awesome. um, again, absolutely fantastic cross, and then Salah. Um, that's the type of chance where salad is uh a little bit more clinical, where it's a bit more instinctive. You didn't have to think about it too much. Bounce up, just get your head on it, uh, and that's enough to um to go into the, to the back of the net. So, do yeah, think he was, was up against Sterling, Trent. I thought I thought Sterling was quite dangerous for them, but I think, like I said, Trent more than held his own. Um, and I did think. As well, when Henderson went off, as I mentioned, that they, they were targeting that that area uh, a little yeah. bit more as well, which we Lost said that they they might do. But, mm. um, what about you? Did you another like player who, we were saying, uh, it, it was a toss up basically whether, uh, Lovren or perhaps Gomez would start when Lovren started. How did you think Lovren played? Yeah, he play- you've got a smirk on your face so that's <laughs> well what really stood out like looking back on
0: it now like I can just picture him just like being in the way of the ball all the time like he did seem to like uh, block a lot of like Man City's shots like so like in that he did well as like you know just getting in the way of things yeah. um, and I, th- I think you know on that performance with Virgil I think you know it's it's his to lose now Lovren's I think you mm. know He's he's had the chance with Matip's injury. Gomez is flattered yeah. to deceive. So it's it's Lovren's to lose now. Yeah. So
1: well, like I like, said, so I think you you just have to accept with someone like him that he will have the odd lapse, the odd brain fart where he's gonna do something <laughs> stupid, and we're probably gonna concede the goal from it. Like it's gonna happen, but for fourth choice centre back, if we're still saying that Gomez is is third choice, um, you know if everything's equal, I think. He's worth having in the squad. Um, I, the only thing I would say was there was one moment in the first half where he didn't go with Agüero, and Agüero got played in, and uh, I think he had a shot just went just pulled it wide on his left foot. I thought yeah. he'd Lovren just should have gone with him there. Mm. But yeah, other than that, like positionally, he was good. Got some pretty critical blocks in. Um, I think there was one from Sterling on the edge of the box, where I think it's a bit unconventional because he was already oh, yeah. on the deck, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. But um, in fairness as well, he is a player you look at. You can tell like it means a lot to
0: him. Oh yeah, he's He does wear he? his
1: heart on the sleeve. Yeah. definitely. And yeah, you know, give him that. that's that's what you want again from somebody who's perhaps not gonna be first choice in the long term, but he's gonna give everything on the pitch. Like, and it might not be perfect all of the time, and he's got critics, but he's 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 willing to stand up to that.
0: Yeah, a player who like didn't like you know like particularly stick out, but. It's his presence, Allison. I know we obviously conceded the goal, but it's just something about him, you know. Like just like when the ball does come in the area and stuff, you, you've lost that, you know, like that fear factor with
1: goalkeepers that we've had in the past. Where you yeah. thinking? Oh, he came out and course. A few oh, didn't. He? Yeah. I did think when the goal went in, I thought, "Oh no, you should have saved that." But then on the replay, what oh, I thought, yeah, it was, thought it was a, a tremendous finish. strike. Yeah. Uh, from Bernardo Silva, so, the way he's he just whipped it, hasn't he? And it's it's cut right at the um I think it might have even nicked the nick the inside of the post. I don't think he had any chance with that. Mm. To be fair, um but no, he was just pretty pretty solid and, and reliable. Yeah. So we've got no no complaints there really. Yeah. Um I think Wayne Alden in midfield as yeah, well. His, yep. I, I I thought he had his best game uh for us this season. He's just so good at getting out of those tight little corners that he gets into it. I don't think there's anyone uh as good as him in, in our team at doing that. Uh I think he there was one situation, wasn't he, where he knocked him me... I can't remember who it was now, I'm up with De Bruyne or something like that. He nutmegged someone and uh then played a little one two. And he ended up getting a, a half chance and skewing it wide, but I thought he was he was very, very good. Uh, on the ball and games like that as well where they got you gonna play a team who are gonna be in your face, a little bit in pressure like especially City early on, they were putting us under pressure, weren't they, from our yeah. from our goal kicks and things like that and they got a lot of territory against us. Wine Aldam's so good in those situations where he's got players on top and he can just spin, spin around spin the other side. Uh, if you remember the Barcelona game from last season, there was that famous clip where he shimmied one oh, way out of it oh, and no, sent two yeah. players the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Again, that that's he's so good at that. Um, yeah. and while it might not directly lead to a goal or an assist or anything like that, just being able to retain possession yeah. in in a game of high intensity, yeah, like that is uh, is I really. Valuable, he's definitely a player
0: it? who could like fit into you know like any side you know amongst like you know the echelons of football, yeah. the top teams like yeah. Barcelona, Real Madrid.
1: You know he could easily fit in there and yeah. do a good job. What did you um? What did you make of City and Well, in in the game and also. Obviously, we are going to still be a bit cautious, um, in our optimism for for winning the league. But do you think? Because they're fourth now, do do we think that <laughs> do, do we think that Man City are obviously still going to be our yes the strongest contenders? Are they going to put a um? Uh, set the results together now, um, t- to put us under pressure because they do play a lot of the perceived bigger teams in the, in the league, um, yeah. coming up as well. So, are we are we still expecting City, to to put us under under that pressure. Well, that's the thing, like, because they've lost they've lost three games now, and they obviously lost to us, which you know which can happen. But they lost to Wolves at home, and they not they lost to Norwich away, which every week as every week passes that looks more know, more yeah. a, a horrendous result. Yeah. Um so you know you can you can say they played the, Guardiola came out after the game and said that's the best they've played. He might have even oh, said really? something along the lines of that's the best they've played this season or even in the entirety of his reign. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm sure I've seen City play a lot better than that. Yeah, whether that was just a psychological thing about the he felt that it, they've been hard done by because of the decisions I don't know but he he seemed to suggest that they played they performed well enough they played good football and people were saying you know people who were um on the tv or on social media they they were very complimentary of of City's performance as well really so yeah do you still think they'll
0: the thing is they they have been a Uh, You know, slightly decimated by injuries, but you know, there's still a healthy squad there. I
1: don't, which can
0: fight on a lot of fronts.
1: The the struggling, I don't buy that to an extent because that was something that I seen suggested as well before the game. But we've coped with Alisson at the team for pretty much the large chunk of the season with, with Adrian in that, and they've got you know, such an unbelievable squad, they could really feel two different 11s and they'd be really competitive uh, in the league. I guess that the main area of weakness, I've just served on the note here, is, is the left-back area and the centre-back area. Yes. Angelina, who I think did all right and he was a threat at times going forward, but he's whether he's the answer there, I'm not sure. But they seem to be kind of... Uh, rotating that position quite a lot because he had Zinchenko in at first and then Mendy was he left out was he injured yeah. not sure well if few think Angelino... our back
0: four obviously apart from Matt getting injured it's pretty settled and I think now with Lovren in it it's going I think to be it's pretty settled our, our Man back four has been so better, yeah. chop and changed since the beginning of the season I and mean, that yeah. hasn't helped
1: me. and we know Fernandinho is not a, not a centre back we know John Stones isn't a centre back <laughs> back yeah we know John Stones does have those errors in him as well uh, I think Osamendi's on the bench at the moment as well he's not not convincing I think for them they've got to go out and buy um, yeah which I think they will in January in that position because hmm. I think that's where they're falling down at the minute and, and unless they resolve that I actually think that they might drop up well
0: my friend they might drop like one, balls, well, one of our friends said like if they do drop any more, they are going to just concentrate on the Champions League, which obviously will do us a massive favor. But it's yeah. still too early, you know. It it does come down to these next few games, which they've got, which I'm pretty pretty sure, you know, they have got the likes of Leicester, Chelsea, yeah, well, United. We just,
1: so so, the next game obviously following the international break is is Chelsea at home. That is a really interesting game now given that Chelsea are um even Chelsea are improved. third and yeah. they've won six games on the bounce in the league yeah that's right um it's at the etihad but that's still going to be really interesting isn't it um, oh, yeah. to see what happens there well since and we've
0: Chelsea, improved so much and they are they are a real threat now to like everybody in the league and yeah. they they are really looking like top 4 so you know let's face it they're in, they're in a better position, Man City. Yeah. No, they're above them, so that is a massive game.
1: So in summary, you, you think we've won the league? No, not yet. It's not
0: it's not won now, is it? It's, it's,
1: a, it's hard, isn't it? I've I've had this conversation um, with other people today, um, following the results, and I think as a Liverpool fan, you become so so protective um, of of getting to ahead of yourself, having been in. Situations in the past where you've been let down. Yep. Uh, in the league, we. I think we both know that this is by far the best team that we've Which, seen during our yeah. lifetimes. Um, yeah. But we know we've been in positions towards the last round of the season where we've really been hopeful. Uh, obviously, most notably under Rogers. Um. And then we all we all kind of know uh, how that panned out. So. It's a little bit like. Uh, you don't want to get ahead of yourself, even though I do feel, if it didn't have my Liverpool hat on, I would be saying, I think I would be saying like Liverpool, it, it, they should win it from here. I think they they are gonna win it from here. Even I we, would say we, if we, just, we, we, we can we, get we, into the new year and we don't lose game, we've lost one league game in what's coming up to a season and a half, yeah. which is just, and considering now City have lost three this season. In order for them to to catch us, they probably need to maybe even not lose another game, or maybe at the most one, and then we need to lose like three or four for the remainder of the season. Can you can you see that happening? That, well, it, like you know, objectively like I, I can't, but then there's always that thing in the back of my head going, "Calm the fuck down." Yeah, it's, it's yeah. November.
0: Yeah but we've got Anything no we happen. can't forget that we are going in December to this FIFA World. I Club. think that that uh,
1: the fixture pile is going to be the test the way that we rotate the squad and are able to um get through those games I think is going to be is going to be huge isn't it. Mm-hmm. Um so if we can keep everyone fit we can clock rot- can rotate the squad well enough to get the right players in for certain games and just kind of carry that momentum through. Um, we're, we're going to be yeah. in a, a hell of a position. Um, so
0: Right, we'll, yeah. we'll um, that's Man City then. Game covered. Um, you know, crack and win. But uh, yeah, let's move we'll on just... to the rest of the uh, Game Week 12 results. And we'll go on to start off with Southampton against Everton. Everton getting a massive win for the yeah. um, relegation dog fight down there. Um a win a win that they really needed. Um so yeah they've got a, a game against Norwich next and then they do face a real run of tough fixtures. So a massive win for, for Everton and then if they can get, you know, another three points against Norwich.
1: Is that what they play next? Norwich. Yeah. So okay. yeah. Another um, relegation six points over there. Yeah. And
0: like Southampton, um they've got like Arsenal next and then they've got five games which will probably decide their their fate in the league because they have Watford, Norwich, Newcastle, West yeah. Ham, Villa. So oh, okay. yeah, if they don't get pick up some points against them, then yeah, yeah. they're down. Um Newcastle against Bournemouth, Newcastle coming out, two one winners. Uh
1: Steve Bruce, he's proven
0: a lot of people wrong he's here. He's turning on the style. It, he scored
1: three last week and two this week. Yeah, he's um, he's really getting a fine tune
0: out of Newcastle now. Um, And yeah, uh, you know, a little adage thing, Harry Wilson scoring again yeah. for Bournemouth. They're
1: quite clever with it. I've noticed a few times they're quite clever with the set pieces. Bournemouth, they're quite innovative. Um, yeah, but yeah, they just, a nice uh, goal, wasn't it?
0: Maybe because it was too far away for them all the way. To the north-east. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, just, uh, you know, got to the reds a bit. Um, and uh, we move on to Leicester against Arsenal. Comfortable win for Leicester, coming out two, yeah. um, 2-0. I watched most of this game and it just really shows how far Leicester have come compared to how far Arsenal have into,
1: Did anyone actually go into that thinking Arsenal could get anything? It, this the thing that always gets repeated is Arsenal's
0: like attack. You know you got Lacazette, you have got Aubameyang, um, Ertzul, Pepe. You know there's a lot of attack and threat there, but they are so frail at the back. And if you're they like are,
1: they're just and that hasn't changed um since Henry's coming. They they just have this soft centre. Any kind of difficult away game or anything, you just never fancy them do you uh, to get a result, and that just hasn't. Hasn't changed. Yeah, and just watching um, that game,
0: and from the first whistle, it like Arsenal were just like
1: they were negative. They were sitting in, weren't they? Yeah, which and I then, well, thought was more really like reactive. Which, which was almost an indication of to say we know you're better than us. Really, we're gonna try and just show up pressure, yeah. get and, a point and, and perhaps hit you on the, on, yeah. on the counter attack. was mm. it was a massive compliment to to Leicester, Leicester, but. I think I feel like there's a big uh difference in the two teams. For Leicester by by far and away were the better team. They were the the ones forcing the issue. uh do, Vardy's on Vardy's oh, on fire isn't. He's only he? eleven goals now, I think. I think he's top goal scorer. Rodgers yeah. has got him back far again. Um and. he's he's obviously banging the goals in and Madison as well. That was a hell of a strike for the second goal. Yeah. Um I think he's gonna End up getting poached by us. I I could I think I said it yesterday. I could see us going for Madison, Mm. and I know we you know we've got a luxury midfield players. He's going to command a high fee because you know Leicester
0: are going to sell high. But what we talking like fifty million? You just wonder
1: if we just would there be a scenario where we take our you know someone like Cater, we go if if things don't improve with him, where we just... Cut our losses. T- cut our losses with him and say, could we bring in someone like Madison as a, as a replacement? I replacement?" Then know, just throwing it out there. Sure. But well, should, should we add this as
0: well? Like, Leicester? Like, forget about, oh, are they going to get top four? Can we actually see them as being rivals this season?
1: No, I think... Uh, I think the top four... I was going to say, I actually think not to... Say anything too groundbreaking here, but I think the top four is will be the top four. You know in what order? I'm not too sure, but that I, th- I think that's already evident that there's a bit of a gap there, and I think the bottom four is gonna be the teams that are gonna be fighting relegation for the whole of the season. So Norwich, Southampton, Watford, and uh, Villa. Yeah, I think that's gonna be pretty settled, and then it's just gonna be. There's still like this this pack of teams in in the middle, where seemingly if you if you win a game you get up to like sixth or seventh, and if you lose a game you're down in fifteenth, sixteenth. There's just not a lot between those kind of middle yeah. teams in the middle of the league. But yeah, I, th- I think Leicester they're just a strong team, aren't they? All over the pitch, the um, yeah. First eleven. They, they, they've, they've got good players. Strong. I think somebody said it after the Arsenal game as well. I was watching it, the who would you take from Arsenal and put in Leicester's team, there wouldn't there would not be many really no. a uh, shout, but then in current form would you even have him over like Vardy? So yeah. I think it's it's not really too much of a surprise in that sense, uh, no. because of the, the personnel that, that that they have got, but good times at Leicester. Um yeah.
0: move on to Burnley against West Ham. Um, another defeat for West Ham, uh, getting beat three Um Yeah, after like being spanked in their previous two league games for Burnley mm. against Sheffield and um, Chelsea, they've handed out one of the one of their own like on uh, West Ham. Um, I've like mentioned before, like West Ham, they've just got no backbone to that team, and I think you know they could really be seriously dragged into a relegation battle. If Pellegrini
1: does yeah. It. He's under pressure now, isn't he? But it's, it's, it's funny how things change around because it wasn't that long ago we were saying West Ham are up to the fourth in the league now. Oh, yeah, they can kick off. They played that game against Palace at home, and since then they haven't recovered from it. No, and, and, I think and then they've got you, Roberto. Oh, you've got to mention thro- him throwing one
0: in his own oh. nest. He, he wouldn't but, like, he wouldn't look out of place like on a Sunday league team. That's how bad he is. He's awful. Yeah. Um yeah, so we move on to Spurs against Sheffield United, um one all. Uh, Spurs really lucky to get a point out of that game. Like uh, watch the highlights and wow, like Sheffield, so deserving of being like currently
1: fifth in the league. Yeah, they were really good. Um, they just seem a really difficult team to beat, don't they? And it, I think that came across when we played them. We were really in all of the games we've played this season. That's probably the one where you go. Actually, we were really fortunate there to get the goal that we did. Um, and the fact that we were, it really didn't look like that goal was was coming. Uh, and yeah. really, and it was a slice of luck. The fact yeah. that it went through the keeper's Keeper. legs. Yeah. They, keep, I think, um, I'm not sure how many goals they've conceded now, but I think they're they're up there with the best def- if not the best defense there or thereabouts. They don't seem to to concede many goals. They're a bit unfortunate with the they could have an, could have had another goal as well in yeah. that game so they're doing really well but yeah. spurs is just really, so really disappointing i think i think it's going to get to a point where they're going to have to um make a change there because it doesn't seem to be well this is the thing they've Any moved better. into that new stadium and
0: like when arsenal did like the minimum was to finish in the top 4 you know they are
1: looking so far from finishing top 4 so yeah
0: it's really, really. Not yeah, I'm bad not sure what the gap. It.
1: Oh, they're fourteenth at the moment. Uh, th- there's already a gap between Leicester and sorry, Man City are fourth, Sheffield United in in fifth. I think the the gaps eight points if memory serves. So you know, Tottenham were a long way back from that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, disappointing.
0: Move on to Norwich against Watford. Uh, Watford getting a. A uh, two nil win and like a, a big six pointer, um, between these two teams and uh, you know just like hammers another nail in Norwich's coffin really to go uh, it's straight been doomed back down. after
1: that Man City result it's it's crazy that they they had they played so well in that game got that result and then they've been awful since yeah but Watford have got players like that I I personally think Delafoe is a really really good player mm-hmm. to have somebody like him. Uh, I think that'll give them a good chance of get getting out of uh, trouble.
0: Yeah, Kiko uh, Flores, like he's definitely um, improving them game by game. Um, we won't move on to the Chelsea Palace result because Palace are um, our next opposition, so we'll finish on them. Uh, so we move to Sunday's uh, results with United getting a three-one win uh, against Brighton. Um, you know, the United scored two early goals which were quite scruffy. Um but they you know they did deserve to win yeah. to give them they you had know, credit.
1: Did, yeah. From from watching the Highlights they had the shit on the chances, didn't they? Yeah. And let's face it, you know, it's Brighton,
0: you know, you should expect them expected to beat them at home anyway. So yeah, that's enough of United. Mm. Um yeah, we only talk about United when they get beat. Um yeah, and um, Wolves against Wolves, Villa. Um Wolves winning two one like Wolves finally looking like the team yeah. from last season after a really bad
1: start. And like it it's was, a, the Wolves are a strange one because like that was only their third win, but they've drawn so many games and they've had the Europa League to contend with as well. So I don't think that's how I think Wolves will end up. So they're eighth now, I I, I think they'll end up between sixth to eighth. Mm. And um, it really it was like the Traore show, like like
0: there's been a few games this season yeah. now where he's really standing out and, you know,
1: possibly Big clubs might be looking at him come the end of the season. Mm. He's always been a bit of a, a a rough diamond, hasn't he? If he can, if he can refine his game to have, a, which it seems like at the moment where he's just having that better end product, picking his head up for the second goal there to pick out Jimenez for the goal, then he's a hell of a player because when he yeah. gets going, you can't stop him. No. With the pace he's got and the strength, like it's it's scary how how good I think he could be. Yeah definitely. Um so yeah we'll f- uh, end on the
0: Chelsea and Palace results. Uh Palace being our next opposition yeah. and uh, Chelsea beat. at
1: Man City's next opposition. Oh uh, yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, um getting beat at uh, Stamford Bridge 2-0. Um again Chelsea looking looking good under Lampard. Um he's getting a tune out of Pulisic now. Um he's looking like, you know, to be keeping out Hudson-Odoi. He's looking really good. And um Yeah, Chelsea like obviously in the top four, and now you know potentially competing with us like for the title. Um. So yeah, we go on to Palace. Um, Seeing like seeing how Palace played against Chelsea, I think their biggest threat is probably from set pieces. Um. Good. They got a lot of height throughout their team, and I think maybe he might bring in Benteke against us. The goal scoring machine. <laughs> well, you He's know, you probably look at his record against Liverpool, and you know, he, you know, it's it's decent. So he might. bring well, you always out wary of, the of those
1: things, aren't you? Like of ex players coming back to to score a goal against the former club, and they always tend to happen. But I, I'm just like I'm so blasé about any fix. Do we have now? Every week, I'm like, we'll just. We're gonna, well, we'll, just, we'll just win. This fixed the like, last season. You don't need season. to worry about it, Stu. This fixed the last you, you season. You don't need home. to worry about Christian.
0: <laughs> well, it resulted in a 4-3 win for us, but I think I remember Zaha
1: did have like a big impact in that game. against sure Trent. Milne. Was it Trent? I'm sure Milne. Oh, played Milne back in that yeah. game. Or yeah. he ended up there. Yeah. I remember Zaha having him on toast. Yeah, I remember Zaha. And we've had game. problems in the past with that type. <laughs> I seem to remember Lovren getting... Uh, skimmed a few times by balassi when he was there as well. So we've had issues against him in the past, but I think last season we won 2-0 there. Yeah. Should we start making this a regular thing where we
0: do a score prediction and? Should we start what? doing that? Like, well, obviously, you've, so you're 1-0 up, All right, yeah. and we'll put something on it at the end of the season. Right, OK. So seeing that, seeing that I lost, I'll go first then, so you can't copy me. Um, <laughs> go on yeah oh, Palace at home I shall say well, we haven't kept any you know you mean beat. Palace R at home Palace are at home, home, at home right? sorry yeah um, we haven't been keeping clean sheets so but I think this might be our first clean sheet. <laughs> so you're going to say
1: the result I shall go on. say come on oh, oh, you've only got an hour for these three, podcasts you know. I'm going to settle for
0: it Two nil win.
1: Yeah, predictably that's what I was gonna go for. That's so what you're gonna go for. Then you can't go for that. Have bagsies it. Three 0
0: Okay. Um, so yeah, we before we finish on our fantasy football, we'll actually add some transfer news in that Ryan Fraser. It's pretty looking confident that we're gonna be putting in a January bid in for him. Um, He's twenty five. He's been with Bournemouth since twenty twelve, thirteen, when they were actually in League One. Uh, so he's been he's been there for a while. Um, I know last season, um, he did he did like I think he got he got six goals, but he did
1: get a hell of a lot of assists mm. for Bournemouth. Um, I think combined goals and assists. He's up there, isn't he? In, yeah, in the league. Um, but
0: I don't know. Like, is that the type of player we? need Is he gonna improve the squad no. or is he just gonna be another improvement for the bench? I don't really think we uh, Or do you think this is I just, don't think there's a
1: requirement for him. Or do you think this is just um uh, I know also think it's bollocks. Sorry to <laughs> <laughs> I just thought Shit it on your up you know I'm a I'm a
0: <laughs> avid listener to Talk Sport and you know they're coming out with good sources right. and stuff so that. would you
1: would you have him? <sighs>
0: Well, yeah, why not? He's not that bad, um. But the whole thing. He's linked is, to Arsenal,
1: he, in the summer. Yeah,
0: but the are talking of obviously like a swap deal with Harry Wilson, but I don't know. Is he better than Harry Wilson? Are they looking at as Ryan mm-hmm. Ryan Fraser because he he's an out and out winger? His numbers winger? aren't as good as Harry Wilson this season. Oh no, no, he's really dipped this season, Fraser. But are they looking at as Fraser because he is more of an out and out winger? where he will fit in better as a replacement for Salah or Mane, where, at the minute, it's a Rigi, where Rigi is more of the traditional centre-forward, really. You know, that's his natural position. Are they
1: just looking the best-made replacement for Salah or Mane? I'm not, well, I'm not convinced it will happen, firstly, and secondly, I I don't really think... uh, that we need him. Okay.
0: Alright, well Matt, he's, so, uh, Matt sorry he's to sh- shut the... that one down. Okay, well Matt, he's, um, disagreeing with Jürgen Klopp then, so mm-hmm. let's, uh, <laughs> let's see, you've uh, had you know, a word of Jürgen. Comes out you? right there, like. Um. So yeah, we shall finish on our fantasy football scores. Um. Do you want me to kick
1: off? Go on, you kick off. So obviously we had the, uh, the one week that I had a good week, Uh, we didn't actually talk about fantasy football, so I just thought I'd Mentioned that before, so the the average this week was forty eight, and I again bang average. I, I got forty eight. Uh, so it it wasn't it wasn't great, but it wasn't a disaster, I suppose. I did finally manage to get rid of Teamu Puki. Hey. Uh, I've been meaning to do that for a while now. Uh, he's lingered round like a bad smell. Uh, Josh. King. So what in Josh Josh King who. Yeah, did fuck all as well. Uh, I think he did have a chance in the last minute in Newcastle, but only managed two points. But I did captain Sadio, uh, who obviously got on the score sheet. That was brilliant. Tammy Abraham uh, scored as well, which was good, and got me eight points. Soyuncu as well, as well eight points, who's doing me... Really well. Have you got Soyun Chew? Have you copied no, me? No, I was gonna you, get you him gonna copy Way me, back aren't you before
0: there? the trend was Soyunchu, but I missed the trend.
1: So yeah, they were my standouts. Um I did. I was gutted as well that I brought in Rui Patricio, uh the wolves keeper, and he was nailed on for that cleanie uh, until they conceded right in the last minute. So that that was yeah, a bit gutting, but yeah, forty eight points. Uh it's not great, um but yeah, let's see if we can... Uh, I'm I'm more confident with, with that team at the moment. I just need to... I did pick the right captain this week. Um. I, I think my captain choices though in recent weeks haven't been great. So, if I can um get the right selection there, I should hope for You a picked the wrong position. captain. Because if you picked Abraham, he would have got yeah, you... Yeah, know, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, Basically, so, I didn't pick... I could have picked Sterling as captain and that would have been a bad decision.
0: Oof. Well, um... I gained ten points on you then, because I got fifty-eight. Um I'll go from the back first. Got Allison and Trenton, and I'm just hoping it finally works, maybe against Palace, where we get a clean sheet. I can double up on points. Um got um Rico, he got me one. Uh Chilwell, uh he got the uh, clean sheet, so uh six points there. And then in the midfield I've got um, the donker who came in for Loughton I had Loughton for Burnley Uh, get a clean sheet and then when I seen who's played he was on the bench so the donker got me two uh, Dan James from United yeah. got me two and then Mane with the seven De Bruyne being nice and quiet with two mm. and then Aubameyang two and then this was the conundrum: Abraham or Vardy as captain yeah nailed it didn't you Pick Vardy yes 24 <laughs> points
1: so, he's the one I think He's hot at the moment I think oh, he's the one You need to get in Even though I've got It's difficult for me To get him Because it, it'll either be Aubameyang Or In fact I think it is only Aubameyang Who'd have to go out For him But He uh, he can't stop scoring At the minute So uh, looking good. So I think he's a, He's going to be A, a big shout. So
0: with that I am In our league I am third And then Matty You are Well you're still In the top ten you're
1: in ninth position Still clinging on so yeah i'm still clinging on to some decent positions in some of the leagues i mean which is just how many leagues are you in uh <laughs> every league gives you can get in. yeah yeah quite a few um uh, so
0: yeah that finishes our fantasy football and that finishes our podcast so yeah unfortunately there's an international break with uh, england uh, playing you know two major uh, games against montenegro and kosovo so, yeah, looking forward to them. Not, So, we shall be back, uh, actually, on the Sunday after the Saturday game against uh, Crystal Palace on the 23rd of November, 3pm kickoff at Selhurst Park. So, um, yeah, we'll be uh, recording our podcast on the Sunday. So, bye from me. Cheers.